just talk in here like this for now. So how are you? Can you can you hear me? I haven't got any headphones on. You don't need any headphones on. I can hear you in the in the room because you're there. I've got the headphones on because I'm actually doing the recording. <laughs> Stop us if we get too professional. Anyway, now how should we start this? Well, this has already begun. Oh, has it? And we could put one of those annoying bits of music in there, the American podcast. Pinky Blanc. Hmm. What are we calling it? I thought dog pod. Yes, I like that. There's no no mistake there. What it is, what you're getting, and there's certainly no competition. <laughs> well, Joe Good does a very good dog. Dogs in the city, I think it may be called. Dog li- walks in the city. No, perhaps. no, no. I don't like that title. <laughs> I think it's dog pod. Or nothing. Or nothing. Okay, so Paddy O'Connell, he of BBC Radio 4's Broadcasting House. Plus Maria McCurlane, she of, well, TV and radio, Graham Norton, Euro Trash, Vagina Monologues. No, I've never done the Vagina Monologues. I said that. I can edit that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's who we both are. Yeah, we both are. Anyway, Paddy, when did you get your dog and why? Bob. Yes. Bob is your dog. So adult-wise, Bob. Yes. I did have a dog when I grew up. Belong to my family, but I got Bob the border terrier four years ago. Yes, how about you with Dolly? Dolly is four and a half, so probably around the same time. But what was your motivation for this, given that you, you know, have been flitty flotty about across the pond to America, work very hard? How did you find room for a dog in your life? Well, the clue is really in this podcast. <laughs> Which is the <laughs> Is it just a clue or is it the answer? I do have time in the week. <laughs> I do amazingly, although I am on air one hour a week. Yes. Busy, busy. Busy, busy. There but as we know, I know you yes, you're an hour a week and you have to supply about fifteen minutes of that in content, which your producers do a lot of. Then you have people doing the papers. So really, you do a bit of auto cue reading. That's it. So I think there are more hours in the week than one. Yes. So I decided I quite like walking and it'd be good for me to get out of the house. So I thought I'd get a dog. And then my sister got my dog's brother first and gave it as a Christmas present because dogs of Christmas. Not just for life. Yes. To my niece. And I fell in love with Doug, who is my dog's brother. Now I rang the the breeder and said, have you got another one? Uh, in the future, and she said, yes, I've got one now. So I took one. Very good. So it was quicker than I thought. What about you? <laughs> well, I've had a dog before. <laughs> Two interviewers trying to interview each other is really Well, no, very do you want me difficult. to keep going? Yes, I do. So then I got one, and I thought it could get me out of myself, get me out of my life, and I didn't really... Where were you emotionally at that point to to think I could accommodate a dog? Because they always say in... AA and things like that don't have a relationship for the first year after you get clean. Don't have a dog. Just try and keep a houseplant alive. <laughs> now, I, knowing you as I do, nothing to do with AA, but um, I, I'm looking around and, and there are no houseplants. No. I've always, <laughs> houseplants remind me of spider plants in the student bathroom, yes. which had so much dust on. Houseplants to me are basically cadavers. 
So well, that's quite a leap, but yes, continue. So I got, I got. So a, no, where were you emotionally? Emotionally, I think I was ready. Would be the word I'd use. Yeah. Were you thinking I'd quite like a little chum for company? Yes, company's good. Also, get me out, get me into the open. I like the open air, and I suppose I had become quite singular, you know, in the sense that, you know, you can, you can. If you're not careful, you can stay in. I used to go out seven nights a week for about 30 years. And then I woke up one day and I thought, it's terribly boring. You must have been quite tired after going out for 30 years. <laughs> well, I was, but I did. You must have needed a night in. <laughs> well, I did. I did. But also, I do like the outside and walking around. So I got a dog and, and I, emotionally I was ready because I was, I was growing older. I think I always thought of myself as a, as a, as a, as a sort of clubbing person from the 1990s yes even though I'd reached 50 and I, I it's quite a difficult transition isn't it when do you stop clubbing mm. when you start to look embarrassing and do dad dancing yes I think I'd reached that point but kept going for about 15 more years <laughs> well you never know <laughs> so a dog a dog was an admission and that's a good question of yours where was I I was in a more honest place you can't take your dog to trade can you? No, there's specialist uh, groups on the website for things like that, but I don't well, think... People dress as dogs. It's probably not legal. No, so it's a way of owning up. You know what you are now, what you look like, which is a slightly paunchy middle-aged man who wears the clothes of a geography teacher from Hampshire in the 1970s. <laughs> you aren't anymore, you know, New York City boy. Yeah. I mean, I could at this point interject and say, no, 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 but... I have to agree with you. <laughs> yes, I think... Honesty, yes. Honesty was where I was. Honesty. It was mm. good. It was good. And I think when I got my dog first, I was in a very bad place. This is a previous dog. When he ever had to. A bad place of depression. And I saw Joan Rivers, the late lamented Joan Rivers, on some chat show saying when her husband hung himself, oh, God, yeah. she was going to hang herself too. But she thought, I can't do that because... Of my dogs. So I thought, oh, I'll get a dog. That'll stop me killing myself. So you were in a dark place emotionally? Yes, I am no longer in that dark place. And was that when you got Dolly or the previous Previous one. Who was called Puppy? Yes, Goliath, but shortened to Puppy. <laughs> so we were both in different places. I was in a quite optimistic, honest new phase. And you were in, in a, well, maybe an honest phase, but you were in a darker place. Yes, Yes, I think so. I think it would be honest of me to say that it, things weren't panning out well, end of relationship, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, and I, when I first got the dog, having never had one in my life, I did think, what the hell have I done? A trap. I've ruined everything. Shit. And I thought, as I crossed over into Hyde Park one day, maybe it'll get run over. And then I won't have to worry. <laughs> and my friend Nigella did say to me, now, you've put yourself in a terrible situation here because either you'll fall in love with it and that will be bad or you won't love it and you'll have to get rid of it and that will be bad. She didn't see a positive there, you see. But that's very good advice. Does she have a dog? No. No. I mean, people said to me, it's a dreadful trap. Have you thought about it? And I thought, well, actually, you know what? Having gone out seven nights a week for 30 years, I am ready to be trapped. So I was ready for that. Although there was a couple of holidays which I eschewed because I had the dog. But this episode, 
is called Emotional Support Peacock, isn't it? Well, that is the problem because they started as little companions and thinking, oh, I'll go out. And then they turn into emotional support objects because you do start turning things down, not going because I don't know what to do with a dog. And also somehow they break the ice at social events if you're traveling. I know you take your dog to work with you quite a lot when you're working around the country. And it's it's a very good way of um, joining forces with people without having to talk about whatever it is you've come to talk about. You can just do a little bit of dog petting and everybody's happy, don't you think? Yes, because the Queen always says to people, nice to meet you, how are you, have you come far? And that's apparently a good way of breaking the ice. But if you are there with a dog, people say, oh, you brought your dog. And then it's true, you do break the ice. But then sometime in the last four years, there was a woman who tried to get to an airport with a peacock and she had registered it as an emotional support peacock. Mm. And this made me look (laughs) hard at my life. And your emotional support dog. Well, you know, just because it's a peacock, meant that it was an extreme form because there was another woman who then had a hamster yes and she was told to get rid of her hamster which she then did she flushed it down the airport lavatory and in my case i thought when i saw those two stories you can't flush bob down the loo but do you not think that is it an emotional support peacock called dolly yes i think that it is i'm very happy to admit it's an emotional support element and it's very important to not allow that to happen to stay independent well i know but we must fight against it you haven't i mean uh somebody said to me the other day is it a child substitute because both you and i are child free i think the terminology is and i did say no dolly is not a child substitute, and i know that because her piano teacher told me But she's coming on so well. She's at grade three, isn't she? Have you heard her Beethoven? Now, I'm just going to say, when you laugh like that with your head back, you do sound a bit Muttley-esque. Yes. But, I mean... You don't care. That's a Muttley-esque dog thing. No, I think the thing is that what you were saying was you didn't want Dolly to become... An emotion, Dolly is playing with my socks yeah. to become an emotional sport There's peacock. quite a lot of stink in those, I but, think. But she has become. You failed. She has. I failed. You failed. Yeah. I mean, I think so they worm your way, their way into your heart. Also, I think there's two things to say about the, what you've raised. Well, there may be more things. But <laughs> my friend, Philly, so. who's got four children. Oh, yes. Also recently got a dog. And she, so she's got four children. It's not a dog. It's not a child substitute. It's a dog. And I think it is possible to tell the difference between a child and a dog. And I, I hope I'm telling the truth. I do not see my dog as a child. I absolutely don't. I know the difference. Well, I think we all know the difference. And my friend who's got four children does not see her dog as a child. She really does not. Her daughters It's have something boyfriends. to care about, though, I suppose, isn't it? That is the problem. Or not the problem. That is the... I'm going to stop that. Uh, I think it's something to care about in the same way that a lot of people who have empty nest syndrome, their children have gone off to university, etc., find a dog is helpful in filling a big gaping hole where lots of love for your children was and they're not there to be the recipients of same. Yes. And they worm their way in. You do care for them. You care about them. And then you anthropomorphize. Is that a word that's ever yes, been used before? Yes, it is. Many, many times. Is it, has it got the same number of syllables when it's used correctly? Anthrop- Anthropomorphize. Anthropomorphize. Is, yes, this is what you said. Um, 
and then you look at that, you leave the house and you look at them and you read into their eyes this sort of, oh no, there's nothing on television. I haven't, I've hardly walked. I'll, if I sit here, I'm going to think I've died. <laughs> look at you leaving. I'm going to, if I could, I would call the RSPCA now, yes. the hotline. I think what you do is you sort of, it's a, they, they're a mirror to your own soul about being left alone in the house. With, well, whereas, I love being Whereas left in alone actual in fact, they're probably thinking, thank God he's gone. <laughs> now I can sit and watch back to back Homes Under the Hammer. Uh, I've worked out how to use a remote. I've got all the food I need and I can have a wee in the corner, which is what I like to do. And <laughs> when, he'll never know. When, when I am um, come back he's always been asleep he's not pacing the house he's always very he's got one hot side of his head is hot he's been asleep he's fine so they are a tie you do get bonded to them and you do treat them like a, a, a living organism but it's not a child they really they are a living organism no but they're not a in child dog form they're not a child but i've heard you talk to bob in the way that you talk to bob which is I've heard you when you don't know I'm listening. I've always worried about that because I, when I walk in the park, I see these people talk to their dog. Oh, what a very clever... And I think, you stupid woman. Yeah. Stupid... I mean, I've heard you say woman. to Bob, I've told you, Bob. I've never said that to him. <laughs> I heard a woman say the other day to her dog, now, why would you do that? Why? Why? <laughs> I thought of all the wrong ways to talk to your dog in public, you know, like no or naughty, but to actually ask your dog, your schnauzer, yes. why? You've got to learn a new language and, let, you know, to, learn, I mean, to speak dog. But as Gary Larson cartoon said, you know, all that dogs really hear is blah, 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 food, blah, 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 walk, blah, 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 yeah, treat, blah, yes. blah, ball. Uh, they learn tone. So if you speak in a very bad way to a dog, then they know that they've done bad things. That's true. But I think it's more the fact that do I think it's a human? It's important to me to say publicly to the one person still listening to this dog pod. Is that me? Yes. That no, I don't. I do not see it as a human. And my friends who've got children do not see it as a human. I have on occasion spoken to him. I've occasionally sung to him when no one's looking in the park because I think that they always say, don't they, dance as if no one's looking. And I think sing to your dog as if no one's looking. <laughs> Yes, people have phoned me up about that, Paddy, and asked me to have a they word. No, 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 and I do it in a part of the park. But not Pavarotti. <laughs> Is he available? Oh, I'm never. No, you're singing Pavarotti. Nessendorma, Bob has told me he does not like Nessendorma. <laughs> so not I think... the way you sing it, anyway. Well, has we... have you been supported by Dolly? That's the other way to ask the question because you got her at a dark moment when you were losing that was, your no, life that was, was a, a disastrous that was a, the other dog but oh, this sorry. one is only four years old so yes I have and also this dog has been very very lively she's a toy poodle the other one was a little Maltese terrier and I think in retrospect even though I'd never had a dog before the last one was a little bit subnormal can what you say is that a Maltese, about dogs what, what does a Maltese terrier look like it's white small white sort of fluffy thing um, Elizabeth Taylor had one and also Marilyn Monroe had one, as gifted to her by Frank Sinatra, and it was called MAF, short for Mafia. Is that why you got one? Interesting fact. No, I got one because I thought it would be easy. They, they're not too difficult. And it was small, and it could fit in my bicycle and my what, mouth. What is Dolly actually doing currently? She's trying to find something to eat. I may supply her. 
You talk. Yes, I'll talk. So Maria and I are making this new podcast called Dog Pod because we feel the world is unserved by podcasts, a new medium which hardly anyone talks about. And uh, we thought we were two friends and we could talk about dogs. Get down. Get down. Uh, that's, Dolly's getting a wagtailed che- cheesy... Sit. ...chew. Um, and some of the things that come up in the future editions will include losing your dog, your dog dies... Uh, cooking for your dog, putting your dog on a bicycle. What happens if your dog poos on the set of a t- national TV programme which you, when you brought it in for work? Flirting with your dog. F- using Not f- actually flirting with your dog, but using your dog to flirt with others. Yes, you are very, very good at that. Maria goes up to people in a park, if she likes the look of the owner, and says, Now, and what are you called? And the very happy owner, maybe a man of 55 with George Clooney hair tints will go oh that's polly and maria will look down and go of course you are and the owner looks unfathomably happy (laughs) that has never happened uh but anyway i'm back now so uh, yes we've established that now the emotional support element have you actually really turned down dinner invitations holidays abroad on yachts, etc., because you don't know what to do with your dog or because you don't want to be away from your dog. This is a difficult one to admit to. Yes, I mean, there's this, there's this empowering phrase, isn't there? Now, it's the opposite of FOMO. Yes, it's called JOMO, joy at missing yes, out. Yes, yes, that would be JAMO. Oh, sorry, joy of missing out. Shall we do another podcast of modern acronyms? Yes, see so, how many we know. Yes, so JOMO... Um, I've always, all my life, had JOMO. If Joy I, at missing out. Well, I Joy don't... Of missing no, out. I'm a social person, but if I make a plan to go seven miles to a dinner party when I've been quite tired and I made the plan, say, three weeks ago, if, if on the night they ring up and say, I'm so sorry, the whole house has been beset with salmonella, uh, explosion of salmonella and listeria, you, no one can come, I put the phone down, punch the air wildly and go, Yes! It's that I love spontaneity, but I hate the thing that's been in the diary for weeks, and I feel horrified. So I have absolutely turned down things in favour of just staying at home all my life. And the dog With has, or without a dog, yes, this is. because I can't bear... I once said to you, I think, you know, oh, God, the idea of planning anything at New Year, like New Year's Eve, I'd rather, I'd rather go to hospital. I really, and just sit in the waiting room. I can't think of anything worse than a New Year's Eve party, mm. really. So I think I'm going to use that next year when people say, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? I think I'm just going to go to the waiting room at A&E. <laughs> that will be more interesting. Oh, God. It's, it's so, so, yes, the dog has exacerbated that. And recently, I've definitely... Exacerbated. So what about you? Have you turned things down? I think, yes, I have. Or I've snuck my dog with me to various places. Yes. I've been to the cinema with my dog. On the New York subway now, you're not allowed to take a dog unless it's in a bag. And so the ingenious New Yorkers have come up with all manner of ways to carry their dog. So those big IKEA bags, um, yes, they cut holes in it. And so the dog can walk and then they lift it up when they go up the escalator, etc. Oh, that's very clever. Uh, So, yes, there are lots of pictures on the Internet of dogs, massive dogs being carried up the escalator or backpacks, etc. Most amusing. Well, I mean, the thing is, I did see a man on the London escalators, which have those ridges, and he was allowing his dog to stand on it. And I naturally felt 
being a good British person, so horrified I did absolutely nothing at all. Uh, and did the dog get its little paws stuck? The no. dog was absolutely fine. Yeah, man, and, dead now. And the man, he goes down very well. I mean, I know there are people who don't like dogs for cultural reasons, hygienic reasons and religious reasons, but I have to say that on the public transport, people have been very nice to me who might have differences of opinion. Yes. I've kept my dog out of the way, goes under the seat, and there's a lot of people talk to me. A lot of people talk to me. I've been amazed by people. Quite, And then, you know, people from every stripe of life. I've had the hugely attractive kind of A-list looking girls, teenagers. That's a shame. Beautiful women, ruggedly handsome men. And just yesterday, I went in the lift and this builder went, oh, you got that time, right? Didn't you leaping in the lift? Because it was Dick Van Dyke, you know. <laughs> was he talking to you? Were you lepping in the lift? Well, there? we got we just the lift doors were closing, and I pushed the dog in, and he had this vision of the dog being outside, you know, with me in the lift, which is a bit of a horror story. Um, but we had a long conversation, and then we bonded. And I know that's a cliche, but it really does. People have been very kind. There's a big kind generosity to people when you think that for very good reasons you might not like a dog. Uh, that people have been very forgiving. I don't know if you find that, but in public, people are very forgiving. Yes. I think also, if it's a very small dog and if it's in a little carrying bag, I've got a bag called Outward Hound, then there's something rather novel about it. Is that you doing some, a spot of media influencing? No, just in the... No, 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 because I think... They've probably... Outward Hound. <laughs> they've gone... The bag for life. So, back to the emotional support, because this is what this episode is. Oh, is it? Yes. We have decided that, yes, they are. They support you emotionally, but in a good and positive way. It mustn't ever become a negative thing where you are turning down invitations, where the dog overwhelms your life uh, to the point where you are not dealing with human beings anymore. Um, there's an awful lot to be... There's an awful lot of love, I think, that a lot of people have, but they don't have any receptacle for it. And a dog is a perfect way to soak up lots of excess love. And also, I think you've got to be able to suck up some criticism from your friends who say, do you realise you are becoming a dog bore? I don't mean to criticise your character, Maria, but there is a side of you which is obsessive about your dog. You need to leave her and come out with me now. We're going to Club Tropicana, where drinks are free. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to tell you, no one has ever said that to me, but it seems to me that maybe somebody has said it to you, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> and nowhere drinks are free. I've, oh, what a dream crusher. <laughs> um, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we have a list, and of course it's interactive, <laughs> that people will be able... I'm thinking we might need Mavis, a guest. Mavis will be able. We can't have a guest yet. No. We've got to launch the brand. And then people from all over the world, like Liam Neeson, <laughs> will ring and ask to be on our podcast. That's, that's, Liam Neeson, as a, as a name, is not going to age well. Dog Pod is available on all good platforms. Yeah. And the next... Once we find out what they are, we'll let you know. The other additions are going to include losing your dog, as in temporarily. Temporarily losing and losing to... Death, 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 dog death, which we won't, we'll call as your dog dies. It's not going to be, it's not going to be dressed up. And there will be owners, human beings in grief who, who will tune to that edition and will want us to have interesting, useful things to say, not sad, 
self-indulgent tripe. Then we're also going to do dog food. What do you feed? How do you feed? Shall we run, run, wind this up? Yes, it's been a pleasure having you here. I'm going to make another cup of tea for me and you. And Dolly's coming over right now. Really, she's, lick, she's licking. Hello, she's licking my leg. And that's really happening. Maria, thank you for starting us off. I think this is going to be a smash. Thank you. Forget fortunately. Who wants that old fashioned?